When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey, welcome into Mackie and Judd, where the Minnesota Wild might, might be able to obtain the first overall pick for the first time in franchise history. We will talk about the crossroads and the and the conundrum, or maybe not even a conundrum, that they find themselves in in just a moment here. Plus, it is a uh, random season recall Monday on the show, but thank you to Federated Insurance. Federated has been helping to power Mackie and Judd and also Purple Daily for the last few years here at Score North, and for the past 15 years, They've been helping to power Big Brothers, Big Sisters, helping through partnerships and through uh, dedicated, generous sponsors that they work with to raise around $38 million, which is just an amazing feat uh, of, of all the people that organize to fund Big Brothers, Big Sisters, which is has been around for over 100 years in the country here and in the state of Minnesota, 253 agencies across all 50 states. And it all leads to one-to-one mentoring relationships that ignite the power and promise of young people here in the state of Minnesota and America. If you want to find out more about Big Brothers and Big Sisters and the Federated Challenge, federatedchallenge.org is the website. Federatedchallenge.org. For every Federated Insurance employee who signs up to be a big, uh, they pay the cost as a company to support the match, which is about $1,000 per year. And so you can find out more about uh, about Big Brothers Big Sisters and Federated at federatedchallenge.org. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Join more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. The first pick in the 2020 draft will be subject to a second phase of the lottery where the eight teams that don't advance in the qualifying round will each have a one in eight chance of winning that. The second pick will go to the LA Kings in the 2020 draft and the third selection will go to the Ottawa Senators. That's how I translated it. You're telling me there's a chance. I don't even know anything about this guy, this... uh... This number one overall pick guy, Alex Lafreniere. Lafreniere. He is. Uh, he is a, a great hockey name. He is great a. Name. Oh, absolutely. He is a um, what we would call in the business difference maker. Yes. Now he's a winger. He's not a center, which would be ideal if he was a center. Um, but boys, as I so I think I was on my third Corona, or was it my fourth one? But by, by the time that we corona got extra that or, we got or to, Corona seltzer. Yeah. Um, corona. No. 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 Corona extra. I think it was. It was not the seltzer. Okay. Let's be very, very, very clear. Sorry, guys. Corona I wasn't, seltzer is fantastic. I wasn't drinking the Corona seltzers. I was not drinking seltzer. You were the, drinking the, the coronavirus. Wife, the wife. I was not. <laughs> the wife. The wife did have a, a few of the. 
was it Trulies or something like that this Ugh. weekend? That that was not me. I believe I was on my third Corona though when we found out the that the Los Angeles Kings would have the second pick, as you just heard, and that the one of the eight teams which are being called placeholders would have the number one overall pick in the National Hockey League draft. And I ran, I ran into my office, I got my handy dandy cell phone out and immediately recorded the video which all wild fans have to adopt. If you win this first round qualifying round series against the Canucks, you're idiots. Like, I, and I know, look, I got the note. Teams don't dump, I, or teams don't tank. I get all that, okay? Well, players don't tank. Right, right. So Organizations teams, tank. Correct, but teams don't. So players within the teams, people's point was teams don't try and tank as far as players go, okay? I get all that, all right? So let's start from there. But gentlemen, when you have a chance to win what amounts to, and let's be honest, no matter how glad we're bad sports back, uh, sports are going to be back potentially if they do come back, if the country does not screw this up thoroughly, which we're trying to do. Um, no matter how glad we might be, this is a summer ho- hockey series, okay? To get to a Stanley Cup. It's a summer hockey series. The season's been interrupted beyond belief. So if you're telling me that you'd rather win a qualifying round series against the Vancouver Canucks, Phil and Declan, or have a 12.5% chance to get the number one overall pick for a difference maker who you could then plug in with your guy Kaprasov, and now you got two wingers who are elite, who who can score goals, who can do all of these things, and can impact your future for, for God-willing future seasons of your sport that are going to be real and continuous, this isn't a debate. You take your 12.5% chance, you say, thank you very much, Vancouver Canucks, and you hightail it out of the bubble in which you're going to be put in, and you go home and you get to the lottery, and if you win that thing, it makes a world of difference. Yeah, I think, so I, I'm with you on this one in that I'm not asking Zach Parisi to, you know, like, pretend that he whiffed on a slap <laughs> shot so that there can be a two-on-one breakaway the other way. But does he need to play? I don't know if he needs to play 20 minutes a game. Maybe he needs to play 12 minutes a game. You know, maybe maybe the fourth line needs to play a couple extra shifts. I need to maybe, see. Maybe, maybe that's. Fine. I need to see the Iowa Wild ASAP. And maybe that. And by the way, I'm going to go on a limb and say that guys like Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter, if you really injected them with true serum, is that how it works? Do you inject people with true serum? Or how I think so. That's what I've always yeah. said. Okay. Waiting for an action movie where that happens. So if you inject them with true serum, are they really like they've been sitting out for three months? This team is. Is not an actual playoff team right now. They have to play their way in. They'd probably say, "Yeah, let let the let the kids go play a summer league thing, and mm-hmm. let's take the twelve and a half percent chance at a difference making player." I'm guessing they would probably they wouldn't say that publicly, but I'm guessing right. they would probably say that privately, right? Yes. But I want to go back real quick before we dive more into like the value of tanking versus the value of making a push in a sport in which, by the way, the Wild were the hottest team or one of the hottest teams in the entire league before the stoppage. <laughs> If you're hot, you can be a seven and eight seed. You can make a run, and I wouldn't put if, if the Wild remained hot or could reignite how hot they were three months ago. I wouldn't put it past them to make a little run in the playoffs. Let's let's put that put a pin in that for a second. I'm so fascinated by this NHL draft lottery. Uh, I guess it's just a one year sort of customized this? thing, right? Yes. Yes. So the bottom seven teams that didn't make the playoffs because 31 teams, 24 are in the at least the qualifying stage. Right. And and that sets up so you've got you've got four teams from each conference that are just in the playoffs. They're just in, they don't have to play a qualifying round, which which makes it so that a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins, which a very good team but right now the 5th seed in the Eastern Conference, the Pittsburgh Penguins with Sidney Crosby like 
the, the Penguins have the same conundrum as the Wild right now, and that the Penguins could decide, you know what? We, we might be able to win the Cup this year, but it's kind of a wacky year, and boy, it'd be really nice to add. Like, Sidney Crosby has, like, three more years of elite play left. Wouldn't it be nice to add the next, like, star of the NHL in this draft? Right. So you have a team like, like you have the Wild, of course, trying to figure out what they should do, but right. Pittsburgh is literally sitting there thinking, oh, we should definitely try to win the Cup, but what if we didn't? What if, what if we landed... Is it pronounced Lafreniere? Yeah. Okay. And all these teams playing in in this uh, quote unquote qualifying round are going to ha- have a chance. So even mm-hmm. if you were a good team in the playoff yeah. um, bracket previously, but you get bounced, no, okay, now you got <laughs> bounced. But so, my God, if you're the Blackhawks now, do you say to yourself, "We could try against the Oilers. We really could." But damn it, we also could get the first pick. So uh, for some, for for some teams like. I would say Pittsburgh falls in this category. If you're Pittsburgh, you're probably thinking, let's go win a championship because like, how many chances do you get to win championships? Let's go win a championship. But it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if we, if, if the consolation prize was a 12 and a half percent chance to land the number one overall pick. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did a little bit of Googling and digging. Uh, You guys follow much more closely than I do the, uh, the hockey prospect pool, but his CHL numbers compare to Connor McDavid and Taylor Hall. They're not quite Sidney Crosby, 18-year-old CHL numbers, but some of the comps are like between what Taylor Hall has been the last nine years in the NHL and what Connor McDavid has been in his five years or whatever in the NHL. And that intrigues me. Like the Wild have the Wild in the 20-year history have only had two top five picks. They've never like they've right. never even but the only thing about this is it's either you get the first overall pick. Or you're back outside. Like you're, it's not like you get the second pick if you whiff. Right. So you're choosing between right. you're taking your the number one overall pick, yes. a twelve and a half percent chance, but, but, or just like slotted back in where you normally would be. As the captain of Team Tank, I'm telling you right now. Okay. Ordinarily, I get saying, "Well, yeah, but you you played the season right, and your team got hot, and now you're playing in the playoffs, and it's the playoffs." And and but the word that I will continue to use about why the NBA hockey, um. Their playoff structure, it might be a lot of fun, but it's not sincere, is champions are played through a continuous um, game of attrition, right? Yeah. Like, basketball and, and hockey teams are going to resume in a bubble with their full rosters. That's not how those year works. Ordinarily, guys get hurt. They can't play. They might come back in the conference final. So we are now basically going to a system where every but everyone has had uh, team wise enough time off to recover and to rest, and so it's not continuous at all. And so, as the captain of Team Tank, I say there is no to me. This is very simple because the whole thing's come to an end. I get that this is an attempt, especially on the part of basketball and hockey, to make up uh, the lost um, cash that you would get from your TV partners, okay? So Mm -hmm. I get why they're doing this, but that being said, if I'm a team like the Wild, I am going to roll the dice every time now and say I would far prefer to take my chance, and if I get that top pick, it's a difference maker for my uh, uh, team franchise for potentially how long to come, right? As opposed to, I want a summer hockey tournament, which is which is what this is going to be. So here's my question for you guys for for Judd's hockey show here, which you can by the way find on Apple, Spotify, and Scornet.com, and as part of the Mackie and Judd podcast feed every week. So if if Kaprasov 
comes to America sometime in the next year or whatever. What is he? Is he 18? Was he 19? Oh, no, Karpazov's no. like 23. He's 23 and now. He should be, and he okay. should be here very, very soon. Viala's 23, yes. so like it's time to get these dudes Absolutely. as the faces of your franchise. Absolutely. Um, and I would even say, like, Zach Parisi has had a nice little bounce back year. Zach Parisi probably still has a couple years, like two, three years of just good, solid play left where he's going to be a top six forward. Like, you well, might hopefully. disagree, but he's, like, he's been fine this year. If you were to add Lafreniere to this mix, yes, and Capers out to this mix, yes, what does that mean for the Wild? How good can the Wild be in the next three to five years? They can and be, Fiala has had a breakout. They can be season. very good, very quickly, um, in my mind, because because now you are going to have have um, at least one um, one or two guys who play the most important position, and we can go back to this time and time again. Center, right? Who will be absolutely uh, chomping at the bit? To be either with Kaprasov, Declan, or with Fiala or Lafreniere, and if you if you get that dynamic and you get good goaltending, it doesn't even have to be unbelievable, but just good solid goaltending, you are an extremely competitive top of your division cup contender. Hundred percent. And if you're the Wild too, you want to be stockpiling as many young assets as you can. So the Wild forever have been one of the oldest rosters in the league. And you're finally slowly getting away from that. You won't be able to get rid of the Prezi and Suter contracts. At least we don't think we can. So you have to figure out the young players that are going to be here and stick. And that's why guys like Eck and Greenway might give you growing pains. They might not be superstars, but you may as well take as many lottery tickets, for the lack of a better word, for on the 23, 24-year-olds like Fiala's and maybe Lafiniere, so you can see if you, you have something here. Because essentially the Wild are one center away from being a very good offensive team. And I'm under the belief that you don't go get goaltending until it's everything else is there. Because goaltending is so random that when you reach for it, and if your window wasn't open, you're stuck. You're absolutely stuck with a bad goalie contract. So there's there's still some hurdles to cross, but if they got the number one overall pick, or even the top three for that matter, that's game changing for the play franchise. the music, fire it but up. They can't get the th- like they can't get a no. second or third pick, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's number one, one pick or it's one. Or it's yeah, one or bust. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Twelve point five percent. Lafreniere. 12.5%. That's, right. That's the best chance they've ever had to get the number one pick. And every right? team has that who just simply accepts their fate and goes home. Look, it's a win win. Eric Stahl, <laughs> you, you get to go home again. Play with your kids. Be great. Zach Parisi, you got kids. Ryan Souter. Okay, so you go Garrett Spurgeon, to the bu- go film some more commercials exactly with your kids. Right. Some more great. carrier. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this air conditioner feels great. Think about this. Because I'm inside my home while the. Think about this one. How many in this team's existence, expansion team in 2000, okay? How many difference makers slash snipers has this franchise had? One. Gabrick. One. And Fiala <laughs> might be that, that guy now. Kaprasov very well could be. Yeah. Now you're talking about potentially, potentially putting three guys, upper echelon top six snipers on your team. You're the envy. Yeah. And they've just like, I'll, I'll, I'll never ask to go back any race. What happened almost exactly, what, eight years ago? Was it 2012 yep. that they signed yeah, Parisian One of the great days in Minnesota sports. And it was. And it like, was a fun day. And they didn't make it as far. We thought Stanley Cup championships. We, th- we I mean, I think everyone set that as the as the goal. And Craig Leopold did. Yes. At least get to a conference finals, but they never did that either. Like, they've never been to the conference finals with that crew. It's It's been fun. They've been a winning team. They've been relevant. They've packed the arena. But... 
for the better part of 20 years of wild history, whether it's because Jacques Lemaire had a good enough roster and was a great coach, mm-hmm. or whether it's because they made a bold, awesome tandem free agent signing eight years ago. Yep. They've never really been in a position to maximize a roster, right? right. Like they've, when they added Parisi and Suter, that was a non playoff team. And so they, they took a non playoff team, added two of the best free agents or the two best free agents and made it a playoff team. Yep. But it was never the best team. In fact, maybe only like, maybe only once in 20 years. And I'm thinking a couple years ago, um, when they wound up finishing, was it the two seed in the Western Conference? They've maybe only once been regarded as the best team in the Western Conference. And, and they still lacked. A sniper. They still lack. Yeah. If, if, if you go through, if you run through the last five uh, to ten cup champs, guys, and you tell me which one of those teams didn't have a star sniper type of guy, a, a guy like Kane. Patrick Kane can score goals that that nobody previously, this might be changing now, but nobody previously on the wild could score. Fiala now maybe, but... Look at goals that Patrick Kane scored, and you tell me, who would you say? Parisi? No way. He's up. He plays hard. He was a very good player. I still think he's a good player, but as far as that ability to snipe, as far as that ability to make a difference in a game like that, that's the type of talent that we're talking about potentially putting on this team. And also the ramifications of what, has to happen with Pittsburgh too. Plays a gigantic part in this because of their trade with Zucker in the conditional first round pick. So theoretically speaking, the Wild could beat Vancouver. Pittsburgh could lose their plan series to Montreal. And the Wild would get their 12.5% chance. No, they wouldn't. They let's wouldn't. let's okay. say the, the Penguins pick. get the Protected. lottery pick and get number one overall. Yeah, this is so wild. All of a sudden, Stop. Now the Wild go from when the season paused in March to having most likely two first round picks, probably 12 and 25. Let's call it that. Now, if Pittsburgh loses their series and the Wild beat Vancouver, Minnesota's potentially looking at only one first-round pick, probably between 15 and 20. And it's not, and it's not the 12.5%. And it won't yeah, be the 12.5% so chance. So lose to Vancouver. So lose to Vancouver. Yes. The ramifications are insane. And have Pittsburgh win. Yes. Well, what if... Okay. And, two fir- and then the, the two first-round picks are back if, if uh, the Penguins uh, beat... The Canadians, which, by the way, okay. they should do. So if the Wild loses and yep. Pittsburgh wins, which I think is that's that's likely like that's the likeliest scenario. Right. Agreed. Wild has a chance at the number one overall pick. And if Pittsburgh. they whiff on it, then yep. it would then they would just be slotted in based on their winning percentage, mm-hmm. whatever. Like they would get the 10th pick or something. Yeah, it's not a terrible pick. Right? Yeah, it's not terrible. And then what would Pittsburgh's pick be if Pittsburgh if they wins? Win, they'd, they'd slot back farther than. But then you, you at least to Dex's point, get your two first round picks. Mm-hmm. Like the most wild thing possible is they beat the Canucks. What a great upset! This is so much fun. And, and then they and the then they get round. smoked. And then Pittsburgh. And then Pittsburgh's got Crosby, Malkin, Lafreniere, and Pittsburgh's got another. Yeah, this is actually another cup. Close circuit to the anti sports tanking crew because I guarantee, like, I know that there's people who listen and who tweet at us and, and hit us up on social media. That 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 especially when we talk about the Vikings, like because the Vikings are a ritual. It's sixteen games. You 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 get excited for the lead up for a Sunday, and and the thought of like wasting an, an entire fall with bad football, which rarely happens with the Vikings. Like they're almost always at least seven and nine or competitive. It makes your stomach turn because you don't want to you don't want to kick away your age twenty nine fan season with a three and thirteen team. But I'll tell you, age twenty, <laughs> you know, like. If you have a chance under 30, 
the Wilds' chances to win the Stanley Cup this year, albeit better than if they were a basketball team, because there's right. zero chance uh, like an eight seed would ever beat LeBron James. There's a chance in hockey, so I will give you that. There is a chance that the Wild yes. could continue to get hot, make a run, yes. and go bonkers in the playoffs. We've seen it happen before. I don't know if I would I would bet on them to win the Stanley Cup, but like to make a run, it can happen. It's hockey, right? Yep. But if your goal is to see Minnesota win a hockey championship for the first time ever, ever, yep, the twelve and a half percent odds to land the number one overall pick is a better path to that than beating Vancouver. And so, I, I mean, if your goal as a fan is if you're, is for your team to win championships, yeah. sometimes it actually makes sense to root against them in the short term. But and I am fine with that. This is the easiest one ever because, again, it's a summertime tournament. It's not real. Like, you're you're regrouping because, because and I get it, your league is desperate to see their TV cash through, okay? But if this was April, and and the, the Wild had snuck in, and they're playing a first round. I would still say to myself, well, it's a long shot. I'd prefer a, a higher draft pick. But I get the continuous nature of the fan being like, no, the team's hot now. Let's see this through, okay? I get that one. But when we're talking about a summertime tournament as a make good because the world has gone wacky, um, this is the year to say, bleep that. Yeah. Give me the first pick. Like, so we're going to be, so you're going to be celebrating a Stanley Cup championship in, in a fanless arena inside a bubble. And we're scared of the pandemic. You know, I mean, come on. Everything to me screams get the damn draft pick and get out of that city as quickly as possible. And let's reunite these players with their families because that's what's important right now. I'm just envisioning the 2021 22. I'm a family guy now. Or the 2020 21 power play right now. Just All right, let's XL Energy Viola. Center. Viala <laughs> over to Lafreniere. Lafreniere to Caprizov. Caprizov over to Brodini. He scores! And the Wild improved to 31 1. No, I mean, come on. Look, I'm a family Clover guy Buck. now. Over. I have found a way. I have found. I have found God. I have now become a guy who wants to keep families together. And the way that we do this is to make sure that Eric Stahl and Zach Parisi and Suits and all the guys get to go home as soon as possible. Declan, you with me? Yes. I'm shockingly with you. We're team family here. I'm usually against Judd's tanking abilities. But as I laid out with Pittsburgh... Possibly getting the number one overall pick, and then you no longer having two first round picks and having just a mid card first pick. Yeah, it's 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 awful. It could be potential. It'd be the most Minnesota wild thing <laughs> that has ever happened. Lose for Lafreniere. Lose for Lafreniere. Lose for Lafreniere. Lose for Lafreniere. Come on, one one time, one time. Hey, All right, so we'll I'm with you guys. Keep an eye on Let's that. do this. Oh wow! Wild down four nothing in the first period to Vancouver. <laughs> Let's oh, that's get on the same terrible. page. That is terrible. Who's that in goal? Some guy named Doesn't Phil Mackey. Yeah. They flew him in. They put him in the bubble. Yeah, that goalie looks like he hasn't skated since he was eight years old. <laughs> but he old. said it was easy. Oh. He said it was so simple. They decided to start him in goal tonight. <laughs> is this an athlete challenge posing as a qualifying round opener? I guess. I guess it is. Um, all right, we uh, we got to get to the big NFL news that dropped last night, too, which actually will dovetail into a Purple Daily episode later this week about quarterback situations. And it is a 
It is a, a random season recall Monday here. I'm Mackie and Judd. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I've been the spokesperson for Luther Brookdale Toyota here on the show for about eight years, and they've helped me into new Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, and I'm scrolling through social media over the weekend, and I see a big cheesy grin on the face of Declan Goff. Oh, boy. Next to it, was it a blue RAV4? It was a blue RAV4. Very, It's like metallic blue. I need to know the exact yeah. type of blue. So it's awesome. I love that color, and mm-hmm. I wanted to get one that color, and uh, my wife was like, I don't know, I feel, like, I feel like the other colors are better, and she just like didn't like the blue, so I got talked out of the blue. Okay. I'm going for the blue next time, but you uh, you got into a RAV4. I did. It was a it was an awesome process. Went down there on Saturday, and you know I'll be honest. I wasn't I wasn't in line to buy a car right then and there. I wasn't thinking that. I thought wow. I'm just gonna get my price points. I want to get a feel for that RAV4. I had never driven one before, so I wanted to make sure I was making the right decision. Drove it around and was hooked. Was absolutely hooked. And then I, I also had a little bit of attachment to my Camry. I've had I've had that Camry for five years. My sister had it for ten years. It's been in my family for almost fourteen years now. So I had a lot of attachments saying goodbye to that Camry. I'll, I'll be honest. A little tear was maybe shed as I finally I, I said goodbye always, to it. I always get emotional when I say goodbye to apartments and also when I say goodbye yeah. to cars. And I love That's it weird. so much that I have to actually go back to Luther Brookdale Toyota today because I left my garage door opener and my Hubbard permit in that Toyota Camry. So I get to go do that and I get to see all the wonderful people back at Luther Brookdale Toyota. It was awesome. My guy Max helped me out. He was an awesome guy and, and it was a seamless, easy process. People think buying a car is a really long and, and ridiculous, horrible process. Could not be more wrong at Luther Brookdale Toilet. It was the best process, in and out. Got a brand new uh, set of wheels, and I, I've been very satisfied driving around. I'm, I'm now just driving for S and Giggles at this point. I mean, I'm not <laughs> even that kind of guy, and now I'm just driving around this weekend. It's been great. The car is running outside. Right? De- yeah. Declan's actually producing this from his RAV4. From my car. That's how great the technology is. It's got a mixing board. No, it doesn't have that, but it's got a bunch of other great stuff. <laughs> All right, uh, before we get to random season recall, we we saw a couple pieces of news come down involving the New England Patriots last night. Not coincidentally, I'm guessing, that these two pieces of news were handcuffed together. The, fir- the first piece of news was, oh, that whole uh, videotaping the Bengals thing from last year where you like pretended to have your internal entertainment network squad oh we're just doing a documentary and like you just filmed their hand signals for it's part of a documentary like three hours. Yeah, that uh, that resulted in the loss. Meticulous. The documentarian was meticulous. <laughs> I get. You know what? I guess the Patriots are so dry and boring. It's very much possible that their documentaries would also just be like a drawn out Ken Burns. Like, and here are the Bengals on the sideline for six hours as they roam around. Yes. Oh, yeah. But they lost a 2021 third round draft pick, a one point one million dollar team fine. Uh, David Mondillo, the person who shot the illegal footage, is banned from NFL facilities indefinitely. And the Patriots TV crews are not allowed to shoot any games during the 2020 season, to which the Patriots said, we signed Cam Newton. Hey, look over here. Yep, yeah, exactly we right. We signed Cam oh, Newton. It's a miracle. It all happened on the same day. Crazy. Yeah, we didn't have this ready to go for three weeks with a press release already written out to try and put a blanket over the bad cheating news. The fourth time that our franchise has been caught cheating, it seems like. So Cam Newton to the Patriots, my first thought before they signed Cam Newton was, I think they're probably going to tank and try and get Trevor Lawrence Mm -hmm. and fire that thing back up for like the last four years of Bill Belichick's coaching career. And it wouldn't shock me also, I think I have this as a write that down prediction, if Bill Belichick decided to take a leave of absence or something like Urban Meyer because of his health and just like let some other coach run the team into the ground for one year and then come back and get the best quarterback. But to me, signing Cam Newton... 
would would say the opposite. So unless unless it's a genius next level tanking move and they think his shoulder is shot and they can run him out there. He was he's zero and eight in his last eight starts. Yep. So it's either a next level tanking move and that they think Cam Newton's terrible and they're just going to run him out there and lose a bunch of games, or they're going to get Cam Newton back to MVP level and compete with the. Tom Brady led Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a Super Bowl. Let's start here though. One year, seven point five mil mm-hmm. with incentives. Yeah, like, like he sat on the bargain lot so long. I think the Patriots were like, "Well, you're going to take him, right?" And like, oh, nah, you know, well, you're going to take him, right? Nah, I mean, that contract, Phil, is so dirt cheap that I say this: why not? And I am shocked that that with the unknown. Uh, health potentially of players in 2020 that somebody else who who was a contender didn't step in and say, we will give you a one-year contract, a chance to win. You might not play, but guess what? If our guy gets COVID-19, you're going to play next. I am shocked. And it feels like the Patriots just sat there and sort of played the waiting game and the waiting game and the waiting game, and they finally said, we're about to get pinched. How can we uh, detract from that? And also, let's take a shot. I still would not be sh- I would not be 100% floored if what you said came true. I would not be 100% what, if, if floored. If he can't play? No, no, no. If Bill Belichick told uh, uh, Josh McDaniels, you know what? Take this one year. We'll see. And Bill said, I'll see you in 2021, because if I get sick, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think that Cam Newton stayed on that bargain lot for so darn long that the Patriots finally said, what the heck, let's just and do it. Think about this. Like some of the other guys, you know, like Jared Goff makes $33.5 million. Well, the Rams had to pay that price because it was either keep Jared Goff for $30 million or say goodbye to Jared Goff and somebody else pays him. But other teams had choices. The Colts are paying Philip Rivers $25 million. The yeah. Patriots are paying Cam Newton $7.5 million. Mm-hmm. I get that Philip Rivers has been at least healthy enough to play 16 games. But if you're, if, if, if the, if the beef with Cam Newton is all, oh, but his shoulder might be shot. Uh, well, Philip Rivers is out there shot putting every pass he's thrown for three years. Now the and he makes three and a half times more money than Cam Newton does. Teddy Bridgewater. Right, we love Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a franchise quarterback if he stays healthy. But the if he stays healthy part is a big if. Right, he makes twenty one million dollars for two thousand twenty. Teddy Bridgewater hasn't won an MVP before, has never played in the Super Bowl before, has never been as good as Cam Newton has at his peak. And both guys have injury question marks. And Teddy Bridgewater makes three times more money than Cam Newton. So maybe you're right. It just maybe it just became the seven point five is right. nothing though. Like, maybe the guy's shoulder is shot, but seven million dollars for a former MVP as of three years ago. Boy, I also if I I felt that I I had a competitive team for 2020. I also would say to uh, myself and my fellow colleagues, do we really want the Patriots to get that? Like the Patriots, as of Saturday, look to be very stuck. Right? If it, it's Stidham, correct, Jarrett Stidham? Uh, yes. Or Stidham? Go ahead. I think it's Stidham. Yeah. They both okay, pl- they both played at Auburn, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're. I'm sure they're friends. Um, but if he was the Patriots for sure starter, there is a good chance Patriots might just stink. And you've got that for one year at least, right? You've got that. And for that dirt cheap, you just allow Cam to go there. And yeah, Cam might be shot. But what if he's not? Yeah, I don't think he's shot. Yeah, but I mean, and, and there's I a chance he's, he's not. 
There, he, he's been off for a long time now, right? If he's ever going to heal up and get well, it's been now. And you're telling me that in this league, you are going to give the New England Patriots the first chance to find out? Really? You're and really going to do that? If he's not shot, all right, if health is not an issue, this ultimately settles any sort of discussion about, all right, was Bill Belichick carrying Brady or was Brady carrying Belichick? Because what you're going to find now is Belichick now has a great, talented quarterback. If he's healthy, let's see what you got. All right, let's see what you got with some sort of an option or like a read option offense where you have a mobile quarterback for the first time ever. Like when's in my lifetime of the Patriots, they've had Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady, Jacoby Brissett can run a little bit. He played for two games. Matt, yeah. Matt Castle was a statue too. Grapple, yeah, Grapple could run a little bit. Played for like four games. So so can they can they coach a different style quarterback? And then uh, on the Brady side, he's, yeah, he's got a competent head coach in Bruce Arians, not Bill Belichick, but both guys are going to be able to operate sort of on their own and, and get what they've wanted for a few years, which is to prove to their egos that they can do it without each other. Mm-hmm. It'll be it'll be fun to watch, and um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see just how much juice uh, Cam does have left in the tank. So uh, we will at some point this week on the Purple Daily feed. We got to talk about because COVID is a like even if Kirk Cousins doesn't get like knocked on his ass with COVID and. Even if he doesn't feel symptoms, if he catches COVID and quarantines for two weeks, he might be out for three games. Yes. Sean Mannion might very well play for three games because of COVID. Something we're talking about. Let's talk about this, though. This might be my favorite thing ongoing in uh, in football right now. Let's talk about the Patriots fall guy. And the fact that the Patriots always find these fall guys, right? Suspend. We are going to suspend the deflator for one full year. And now there's this video guy, right? Do you really think that he he was the one that thought to himself, "What am I going to tape today? Let's see here. Um, I got some action down on the field. Um, there's some yeah, there's some Mondillo. stuff in the stands." <laughs> but David Mondillo just that day decided, "Bleep all of that! I'm going to tape the Bengals hand signals. Basically, basically, I'm going to tape what amounts to a football pu- a puppet show." Okay, so he's the guy who is the fall guy. I love how I love how the Patriots always offer up a sacrificial lamb of some guy <laughs> you will never hear of again. You didn't hear of before, but that's the guy, damn it, who caused all these problems. Okay, so this guy does have a public LinkedIn profile still. His name is D- David Mondillo. <laughs> Sounds like a character on a TV show. He is the director and supervising producer for Craft Sports and Entertainment, and he's been that since February of 2003. He he manages budgets, conceptualizes show opens, produces features, creates graphic elements, manages and negotiates music contracts, music licensing. Before that, he was a co-owner and operator at some independent production studio, um, and he was at Fox Sports Network for seven years in the late 1990s, and so... Yeah, he's worked for Robert Kraft's entertainment company, yeah. whatever that Which is. Which has nothing to do with years. the Patriots, FYI. <laughs> nothing to do with the New England Patriots. It's it's yeah. completely separate. Well, I mean, the organization is getting fined one point one million. I know, but don't but... you love how they always find this this no name fall guy? They always find that the, yeah. the deflator. That's the guy we're going after. <laughs> we are firing him. It is hilarious. Yeah, that guy. Oh, that's it's, I know him. The mastermind of all of who this. again. Who again? Him. His name is Bob the Deflator. That guy. Yeah, kick him off the island. Next up, Patriots mascot is in big trouble. <laughs> if there's a Patriots mascot, that guy is in Pat the Patriot, you're in big trouble. Uh, that's hilarious. 
So, all right. Well, that's uh, that's the Patriots going from tanking to trying to win a championship. And uh, and you can catch our daily Vikings discussions on Purple Daily, Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. I feel like we have to redeem ourselves here. Ooh. Last week, we, we got off to a great start the first two or three weeks of random season recall. And then, what was it last week? The, the 1999 Twins that stumped us? Yes, yes. the 99 Twins. Oof. And this one's going to be tough, too, for Phil. It's going to be, I think, a Judd-heavy Judd heavy don't edition. Say of Judd, random season don't say recall. those two words together right now, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. Hit, hit a little too close to home. <laughs> yeah, that's not nice. Ooh. Ooh, okay. But right. uh, this week, we've got the 2010 2011 Minnesota Wild. Wow. Gentlemen. Let's jump right into it. Let's do this. Okay. I forgot. Do we have an intro for this? We do not. Okay, we'll just play this then. Love that. <laughs> Sadly, I would have a better fighting chance, Phil Mackey, at the 83-84 North Stars than I am at this because wow. these seasons all run together So this for is me. the 2010-11 Wild? Yes. Yeah, so this is a um, couple years before. Uh, it was the is, last year of a certain coach. Yeah, told, is, he's not marred my trivia questions, but you should know who this coach was, Judd. This it, is the last year of uh, Mike Richards. Todd, or Richards. Todd, Todd Richards. Richards. Todd Richards, yep. former yeah, golfer, yep. yes, mm-hmm. and it's a non-playoff team. Yep. And the Wild held the draft here that year, later that summer. After I went. The season I ended. covered it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see how we Gabriel Landenskog. Right? I followed him around that so, that night. First person thing was fun. Very good kid. All of you people who can't stand him, you know what? You would love to have him on your team. I would. I'd he is a pain him. in he's, the ass. He's but the he's, AJ Pruszynski of hockey. I've said that before. He's AJ Pruszynski of hockey. Good player. Except we didn't trade him away. Okay. So just to set the scene, random season recalls where Declan picks random Minnesota sports seasons and quizzes Judd and I on our knowledge going back. And uh, sometimes we're able to pinpoint oddly specific things about these seasons, and other times we just look like idiots. And I have a feeling this or might both. be an, an might idiot, be the latter. So. Actually, the latter. Actually, there's times that I recall certain things, but I can't recall like points and things like that, oh, which well, I'm bad at. Great first question: How many points, points did the 2010-11 Minnesota Wild finish with? Okay, so they, in the 80s, yeah. They, so they they're a non-playoff team, but it now. Because of all the points available, it's not like the old days where it was possible to have like 68 points or something. I would agree with you. It's got to be in the 80s as a non-player. We weren't doing ties. We were, we were in the shootout era yep. by then. Yeah. We were in overtime and shootouts. Shootouts, yep. yeah. Okay. Yep. So 80, I'm guessing here, you think four? Well, let me ask you a general question. 86? They were not. They were a non-playoff team for like four years, Yes. right? So th- this was a non-playoff wild team. Yep. But I don't think they were garbage because they weren't. No, they no. weren't picking super. No, you high. know why? Because they don't have a high draft pick. But yes, you're right. So, the, so like the garbage teams are sixty five points, sixty or you know, seventy points. If you're above ninety points, you're flirting with a playoff spot. Yeah. So I would say like eighty four, eighty four ish points. Eighty. Yeah, there. I'd say eighty six, eighty four. Let's go. What's your final 80, answer? Four. You think? That's fine. Sure. Yep. Eighty four points. Wow. Was you it eighty six? Yes, no! it was eighty six oh! points. That's oh! why I, I tried to help you. Know you. you know what? Don't you trust know what? me. Don't trust me. I'm not the hockey guy. You, I just no, 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 no. It was, it, but we were in the. You know what? In the ballpark. You know what? I don't feel bad. That's a ground that's, out. That's very close. Yeah. yeah. Also, I feel oh, like, it's more than a ground out. It's a fly ball. Oh, the twin. <laughs> the twins, by the way, just set their sixty man roster while we're while we're having uh, this discussion. So we will do that in a second. But you got it. Um. But. Okay, I think we should set some parameters for things like pinpointing a win total. I think or, for f- okay. within if five. Within, I would even say like just to narrow it down. Like, well, five is five's pretty wide though because five would be like it's two and a half games. I think if we're within <laughs> if we're within two on either side, yeah. we should get the win. Okay. We should get the win. So All right, deal. We're gonna take the win. Then. All right. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. 
He redid the rule and gave himself the ding. No, I mean, that's good. That's good. So two players finished tied for the team lead in points. Who were those two players? Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Okay, so wait. Hold on a second here. 2010-11 Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Gabryk was gone. Gabryk's gone by then. So two players? Two players. They finished with the exact same amount of points. They led the team. Was Pierre-Marc Bouchard healthy and putting up He was healthy. Oh, boy. I'll say, I'll say I'll tell you this. Hold on. Both yep. finished with sixty-two points. God, I was I was going to let you guess the talk, points. That'd be insane. But two players talk finished about, with sixty-two points. Talk about no snipers at that point. In time. I know. Okay, so who were the other dudes that would have scored uh, the 20, 25 goals? The Heatley trade wasn't made yet. I don't. Was, yep, it did not. Don't believe. So they had. They had. I'm, I'm talking here, Dex. Okay. okay yep, yep, yep. You got it. They had Martin Havlett probably at that time. That's around the time that he was here. Um, he would he would get some points if he was here. Um, 2010. Who, oh. uh, oh, there's a guy on the tip of my tongue. So Pierre-Marc Bouchard put up some sneaky point totals there for a while, especially on mm-hmm. bad teams. Yeah. So he's in the mix. I feel like there was another guy. What was ha- not not Havlet on that team? Havlet was on that team, correct? Okay, uh, yeah. Wow. Um, Pierre Marc Bouchard's not not a terrible guess. I'm just trying to think of other forwards who were. Oh, was Brian Ralston on that team? That's what I was no, thinking of. No, no, no. That's what he I was, was thinking of. He was long, gone by long, then. Long, okay. Long gone. Okay. I loved Brian Ralston. I did too. Great. Slap he was shot. more like three years first jersey I ever had. Great slap shot. Yeah. Um. Okay. For the sake of time, Phil, I think we should go Havlet and Pierre Marc Bouchard. Okay. One of those is correct. Is it Pierre-Marc Bouchard? Havlet. And you are missing a a very obvious guy. Who would be leading the team in points, Judd, back then? Ford or or Brent Burns? Forward. One of your favorite players. Oh, Miko Koivu. Yes, Koivu? God, Miko Koivu. Oh, damn it. He's, he's, he's like the Koivu. most forgotten player you know what? in Minnesota <laughs> you know what? sports history. That, exactly he's, right. He, he I'm is, going to he say his wallpaper. Yep. I am going to defend myself by saying that's how I feel, as unfair as it might be, about Koivu. Okay. That dude is beige wallpaper. What was Burns' point total on that Well, that's, that's funny. Can you name the other three scores behind them that were in the top four? So there's three other guys. I couldn't. We couldn't get the top three two. of the top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bur- so Burns has Burns. One of them. Burns is one of them. Okay. Pierre Marc Bouchard. Yeah, let's go with my guy. Not Marc Bouchard. He Boy. was just outside. So Burns is one of them. You got two other guys. There's got to be. Is there a defenseman in there? Another two other one. Guys. Oh, I guess Burns was. Uh, Burns yeah. played defense okay. a lot Burn, here. Burns was there. Mm-hmm. You're missing two. I don't know. <laughs> These teams Veterans. are so random. Yeah. Veterans. Veteran guys. Um, my God. One came back for his second tour with the Wild. Brunette. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Brunette. 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 Yep. yep. And and then another guy came here for his first tour and then again signed back here. Sweet mother of <laughs> hockey. He is an alumni of the great St. Cloud State University. Oh, Matty Cullen? Yes, Matt Cullen. Wow, helping you that's out a, a team, bit. right? That's a yeah. roster, right there. You know what? I am, I am proud of myself that mm-hmm. I can't recall. Wow, lots of this. It's like a bad drug trip. I don't want to remember the mm. 2010 11 Wild. All right, all right. Nicholas Backstrom was the team's number one guy, but who was his backup in 2010 11? He actually had a very nice season. Who was his backup? Mm. You're on your own on some of these. Yeah, Nicholas Backstrom is the main guy. 2010 11. Was this uh... Jose Theodore? Wow. Jose Theodore. 916 save percentage, 2.71 GAA. Best one year here, correct? Yeah, just one season. One year. That is Former Montreal great. Canadian great 
Holy for cow. a while. Okay. Great. Might be strong. So Sorry. last one here. The, the, the wild are known for swoon season, right? Like the, they'll, they'll get hot and then, yeah, they, they, then they'll just what fall on Mike their Yo. face. Mike Yo's first year, best team in the league in December. So a swoon came of seven, again, a, a losing streak of seven games. What month did it take place in? Oh, I'm talking here. Yep. Go for it. Not the final answer. It's always February or March. I would say February. You're going to go February. That's always February, isn't it? February. No, dang it. No. It was March. Actually, the Wild on March 8th you know were, what? were 35 it's and 25. Two. It's with two months. I'll take the win. And then they lost eight straight games and they finished record with 39 35. The so only thing, they were 10 games over 500 and then they, like with 12 games to play and then they'd spell The only face. thing I'm disappointed in in myself in is actually not getting Havlet and Koivu. I should have gotten You should have gotten Koivu. The rest of them, I think I did okay or it's very tough. Okay. Because our point total was actually, I'm sort of proud yeah, of no, that one. That was one. pretty good. You're right. That's, that's, that's within good. two. That's For hockey, I'll set a parameter of within three yes. or five, then we, we can play there. Yeah, Joe, play Jose there. Theodore. Jose Todd Theodore. Richards, man. Whew. Todd Dark Richards. Days. Dark days. Is that it? That's, uh, that's, that's the random end of our recall. There yeah. it is. All right, that's, uh, that's, that's when we go through random seasons. I feel like Jacqueline. it wasn't great, Phil, but it, it was a definite improvement on our, uh, our lack of recollection of facts about the 1999 Twins. I feel like it was an improvement on that. Yeah, the that was our twins, worst one. The, the ninety nine twins were such a unique, unique is one word, uh, unique transition between the garbage teams from the years leading up and then the teams that we wound up seeing win ninety plus games yes. going forward. Hey, before we sign off for the show today, and we could do a deeper dive into this on tomorrow's show. The Twins just put out their sixty man roster, mm-hmm. so each team for this summer return to baseball here is allowed up to 60 players. So you can, ordinarily it's a 40-man roster that you can call players up from. Major League Baseball is being very generous this time around, and I don't know how this is going to play out in future years, but you get a 60-man roster because of potential you know, guys getting sick and COVID. So 29 pitchers, I'll need you guys' help doing math here. 29 pitchers, it looks like 13 infielders, 10 outfielders, 6 catchers, and a designated hitter. One. Excuse me. <laughs> one which is Nelson Cruz. Yep. That's 30, 43, 50. So it looks like they have 59 guys on their 60-man roster. I don't know why, unless I missed one in here. It looks like they have 59 guys. I'm just going to read through some of these, like just some of the notables that wouldn't otherwise be on the available player list here. Alex Kirloff in. Uh, Trevor Larnick and Brent Rooker in. In. Royce Lewis in, Nick Gordon in. So these are some of the, the top prospects that you guys have been hearing about for a long time. And then a couple of their top prospect pitchers are on here as well. In Jorge Alcala, mm-hmm. Fernando Romero, we saw glimpses of him last year. Uh, they, they, it looks like they are leaving a couple of their flamethrowers. Duran's on it, who I believe is their second yes, best y- prospect. Yep, Yon Duran is on here. Yep, 40-man roster guy, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's on the 40 man. And then some other some other random dudes on here. Like Lewis Thorpe is going to be back on the roster. Catcher, six catchers. Williams Astadio, Alex Avila, Mitch Garver are the are the the guys that we've grown familiar with. Juan Gratterall, Ryan Jeffers, and Tomas Tellis. Guys that might need to suit up at some point. So there it is. They're, they're put, so I've seen some teams with like less than 50 guys that they're going to pull from. The twins are yep. maxing out close to 60 yep. here. And, and it looks like it looks as if the top prospects are at least going to be on the taxi squad, right? And it says 15 players. Apparently, two are on the restricted list. So 57. Yeah, I got a question about list. that. Okay. That'd be Pineda and Romero are on the restricted it's list. Is Romero yeah. 
in the States now? Like, what happened there? Boy, he went from being, like, one of the top pitching prospects in baseball to just being sort of but out he of, wasn't out of the picture. It, so I, I was at spring training in basically mid-March, right? Mm-hmm. And he was not there yet because he had visa problems. In fact, he'd come to the States, and his visa was not updated, and so they sent him back home. But, I mean, this thing happens to a player or two per team, it seems like, every spring. And then it gets worked out, and said player joins the team. Is he still not here? Yeah, like, I, I this has know. become a yeah, I don't this know. has become a really weird deal if that's the case. If he, we're in July now, he has gone in two years. He has gone from potential savior of the rotation to yes. I literally don't even think about him when I'm when I'm thinking about a Twins rotation. So that's remarkable. So there it is. All right, we'll we'll do a deeper dive into that, and we're also still sort of figuring out what our our long term plan is with a a limited Score North roster with the Score North Twins show. But July 1st here, so later this week, is when workouts are going to begin at Target Field. They're going to go through like a three-week spring training, and then fingers crossed if if all things check out. And there isn't just a major barrage of COVID cases throughout Major League Baseball, which, by the way, could happen. Um, and they have to figure that out. Major League Baseball is less than a month away. So hopefully that happens. Uh, on the NHL front, the Wild can start tanking, isn't it, July 10th? We're like within that's training, two weeks. That's yeah, and Pierre okay. LeBrun noted that there might there is a potential for an announcement of the hub cities today on Monday, June 29th. That's become dicey. Yeah, and that's also become Vegas. Dicey. Enjoy, boy. Well, Vegas does have enough hotel space. Well, to you put quarantine. them in the you put them in the quarantine yeah. hub. Yeah, which is a good idea. But I still the question that I want answered is for hockey and basketball. How many people are allowed outside that hub? and then are going to come in as far as workers go. Because if that's what you're going to do, you're going to run in, into a problem. Yeah, I, this, like you this almost is have I would to now, be one of the decisions. You makers. almost have to keep everybody out or they're in, and that's the starting point. It's, and I, I'm sure that that would be a royal pain in the ass. You know, you know, now that I think about this, if you're the wild... Don't go. You know, you want to help families and help the legalists. And guys, hey, we're just, we know we can probably make a run, but just to make this safer for everyone... We'll bow out. Vancouver can move on. We'll, t- I guess, we'll take the twelve and a half percent chance to land the number one overall pick. See, yes. all right, you've realized what I did. Unselfish behavior. Families are more important than hockey. <laughs> That's what this comes down to. I never thought Judd Zolgab would use those words. Why does Gary Bettman hate families so much? <laughs> That's my question, and my answer is the Wild. Craig Leopold, Billy Garen, decline the invite. Do the right thing, Craig Leopold. Keep everyone safe. Keep the family safe. We're out.